Now, in this country, innovation has been one of the key words not only used by many leading companies, but also by the central government. In fact, since April this year, a small town called Innisfil in Ontario, Canada, where residents began to pay their taxes with Bitcoin, has been getting a lot of attention. And its seniors are widely enjoying app-based ride-hailing services as well. We have the opportunity to hear from the mayor of Innisfil about how the town has been moving with the times. Mayor Lynn Dolin of Innisfil, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Alex, for having me. Tell us a bit more about the location and, and the demographics where you are. Sure. So Innisfil, Ontario is a relatively small municipality, about 40,000 people, and we are in southern Ontario, just about an hour north of Toronto. And so much of our population travels out of our municipality to go to work every day. We have about 260 square kilometers of geography, so um, we're a little bit spread out. We have about nine settlement areas that communities, and then in between those communities are areas of agriculture and rural population. So it provided some challenges as far as transit was concerned. Being a relatively small town then, what made you decide to launch this one-year pilot project? Was the feeling that actually being small helps you get things done like this? Exactly. So we are in a position where we're relatively nimble and able to um, try out different pilot projects. And if they work, um, great. And if they don't work, then we tell our staff to fail fast and, and move on with something else. We have a culture of innovation in our municipality, and we're looking at ways of just creating a better quality of life for the residents and and creating opportunities for companies to come in and develop things that can help with the challenges that we have. Can you explain a bit further how it works and how familiar people were already with some of the technology that they had to grasp? Yeah, and that was a bit of a challenge. So our first challenge was transit. And uh, typically, we would uh, have a, you know, a bus system that would go around our, our municipality, but that created uh, a challenge in itself because our communities are so spread out, so we didn't think we could provide the service that we needed to for our municipality. Plus, the traditional transit system would have only covered about 20% of the geography while asking all of the residents to subsidize it with property taxes. So we wanted a system that would work for all of our residents and that everyone could, uh, could utilize. So we partnered with Uber and we have a, a system where there's a set destinations such as uh, health care, uh, the town hall, uh, the recreation centers, the libraries, the food bank that people can access for a set fee. And then the town provides a subsidy that covers the rest of the cost for that ride. So for the same price as a traditional bus service that would have ran maybe five days a week from, you know, five in the morning till till seven at night, we're providing... 24 hour a day, seven day a week on demand transit system with a driver in your, at your door within six minutes to take you to many of the places in the municipality that people uh, wish to go. How has this innovation or series of innovations gone down? Would you say this project's been successful in this year? 
it, it absolutely has. We started it in 2017, and we ran it for a year. We did a, a, a outreach to our residents in, in the way of a survey, and uh, we were getting over 70% satisfaction with the service. Um, we heard stories from residents, particularly you mentioned earlier, that those maybe that were not familiar with the app, uh, we were able to set up a system where they could call into Town Hall and pre-book a ride if they didn't have a cell phone or they didn't have a computer or if they didn't have a credit card for that matter. So uh, we heard wonderful stories from people who felt that their lives had been changed by having this service available to them. And because we, we gather the data and we can adapt it uh, to fit our needs, we've just recently, as in last week, uh, changed um, the system to uh, allow for those that are uh, on the lower income scale and maybe don't have a vehicle, may require the service probably more than most of us, They uh, their fares now, they can apply to have their fares cut in half and they can also get a free ride to the food bank twice a month. The transportation side does sound really groundbreaking, especially um, for a smaller community. And I'd like to touch on that in a bit more detail in a moment. But just coming back first to the cryptocurrency, this has been a period of great instability for, for example, Bitcoin, the value soaring and dropping and bouncing back up again. Does that affect perceptions? Uh, It it didn't in our case. Uh, For instance, well, for the reason I believe, this is my feeling, is the reason that they came to us in the first place is because they'd heard that we were a municipality that wasn't afraid to try new ideas. And we were approached by a Toronto-based firm called Coinberry. And um, they, so we decided to try a pilot project where people could pay for their property taxes with Bitcoin. At the same time, the municipality takes no risk because the, um, when they use the uh, Coinberry application to pay their taxes, it's immediately transferred into Canadian currency and deposited. So we don't have the risk of actually holding any of the Bitcoin, but it does offer our residents the opportunity, um, just as they can pay with a credit card or they can pay on monthly installments, it's just one more option for our residents should they choose to use it. Understand. Perhaps um, even more translatable for cities, regardless of what their feelings are on cryptocurrency, would be uh, these transport solutions. Even big cities like Seoul, are, are, you know, there's pressure for more transport flexibility. But do you sense that it was particularly successful because it was filling a void that, that wasn't necessarily there in your case? Yeah, it was filling a void. You mean the cryptocurrency or the... Well, I mean, you could certainly apply it if you liked the cryptocurrency, but I mean specifically in terms of transportation. If, If, for example, people were not able to access efficient public transport from their doorstep or weren't easily able to find taxis available in a relatively small community, having ride hailing apps sounds like a great option. Absolutely, and it's worked well for us. And and at the stage we're at now, perhaps, you know, we're a, we're a growing community. We're growing at, you know, almost 4% a year, so uh, which is, you know, quite significant here. And, and, you know, once we grow to become more 
um, urban, then perhaps there will be the opportunity to have of higher occupancy vehicles. But right now, what we're seeing in other communities around us is people putting in bus services and the buses running around with one or two people uh, on them at the best of times. And so we wanted to avoid that, and that's why we we came up with the, um, with the Uber Transit. And what it's provided for us is many other companies, uh, Rover, for instance, uh, we have an issue with a parking problem. We're, we're on a beautiful lake that does ice fishing in the winter, and there's no parking for the ice fishermen. So we partnered with Rover so that residents that live in the area can rent out their parking spot in their driveway to these ice fishermen so they can access the lake in the wintertime. So we're getting more and more companies coming to us that say, we have a solution that we think might work in your municipality, and we're taking full advantage of that. We also really feel the need to create economic development in our community. We're looking for people to grow their businesses here, and we think that by uh, accepting cryptocurrency, we're uh, going to maybe get some of these new future-ready businesses to start their company here in Innisfil and grow it in Innisfil. Now, how much sympathy would you have for your sole counterpart, Mayor Park Wan-Soon, who has also tried to be innovative, but, for example, on the ride-hailing app, has been met with huge opposition, including tens of thousands of taxi drivers, more even than the population of, of your Innisfil town, just to put that in perspective, uh, who've been opposing any form of innovation in the taxi sector. Uh, what would you suggest? I I mean, just that mayors have to just go with whatever their local situation is? Absolutely. And I'm not saying that one size fits all, and I'm not saying that our solution works for everyone. I know that there's uh, large cities in Canada that are also facing similar opposition. I have to tell you that here in Innisfil, we didn't have a lot of taxis and those that were there. What we did was we told them they no longer had to pay their license. We had a license fee for taxis, and we told them they no longer had to pay their license fee. So they're easily able to compete with the Innisfil Transit System. And in fact, our local taxi company offers our accessibility riders the opportunity so they do partner with us as well as uber well it's exactly that license fee issue that clearly needs to be handled very delicately uh, either on on a big or a smaller scale thank you so much mayor lindolin of innisfil ontario it's been a pleasure having you on the line with us today thank you so much alex